0: Welcome to the Elijah streams podcast. Our mission is to encourage you in your faith through a unique blend of patriotism and prophecy. And now here's your host Steve Schultz.
1: and happy Tuesday February 6 2024. Uh, welcome early to uh, Elijah streams. we're usually on at 11 a.m. Pacific we're, we're gonna we're doing it at 10 today because we have Eric Metaxas and we had to fit it in with this schedule but we are delighted to do that. Uh, if any of you t- tune in late, of course, if you're watching this, you'll know to start from the beginning, but uh, it's going to be a great show today. I'm very, very excited to talk to Eric, um, and uh, that's going to be so great. Uh, now, listen closely. This is a very, very important announcement. If you miss it, it might be too late by, by tomorrow, by even later today. The next intelligence briefing with, with um, Robin Bullock and myself, the, la- the first one was in Alabama. The next one is in let's say, Carbondale, Illinois, zip code 62901. And uh, this is a free event. There's no charge for this event. And it is on March 9, 2024. That we're putting the link in the chat and below in the description and in the, among the uh, comments. So you, there'll be no way you can miss it if you're looking for it below the screen or off to the side with the chat or below in the co- in the comment section. But we're putting the link. It's a free event, but you can only go if you're registered. Just because it's free doesn't mean you can show up because it will be full probably by day's end. I don't know for sure, but uh, we only mentioned it uh, in the in the comments yesterday. I didn't even say it on the air, and we're already full of 140 out of 450 are already um booked up we may find it uh, on the following events after this when we may need to get larger venues so but let us know um let your friends know right away do not wait i mean when the show's over get right to that and register yourself and whoever you're gonna bring but uh, don't don't register more names if you don't know for sure for sure that they're coming because uh, it's very, very, um, we need to be fair to everybody and give everybody equal opportunities. So March 9, Carbondale, Illinois, Intelligence Briefing with Robin Bullock and Steve Schultz, and uh, you'll see some of our staffs from both teams as well. So do not miss that. It's going to be so exciting to see. Uh, We've never been, uh, I've been to uh, Chicago for some conferences, but I don't, I'm not quite sure where Carbondale is, but that's where we found a great place there, so. All right, uh, I think that's it. We're, we're gonna run a quick spot for our wells to remind you of that, so let's go ahead and, with that. Here we go.
0: Water is an essential to life. What if it just disappeared? In Uganda, many don't have access to clean, safe water every 15 seconds a child dies from water related diseases together we will change that by continuing to provide clean water wells donate online at elijahstreams.com donate or mail a check today to elijah streams 525 second avenue southwest Suite 629, Albany, Oregon, 97321.
1: Awesome. Great spot. Thank you so much for your support of these wells. Uh, my wife and I will be leaving in a few days to go to Uganda. So you'll have Kelsey here most of the time, but I think on Saturdays when we leave for that. So prayers appreciated for that, for traveling mercies, but I'm, going to get to be there in person we're going to take a lot of great photos on there so very 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 good so all right a quick reminder that cat will be with us cat care will be with us tomorrow at 11 pacific so don't miss that and without further delay here's eric metaxas eric metaxas so good to have you on i appreciate you coming
2: I am thrilled to be on and when your folks approached me uh a, a month or two ago and said uh we we're with this thing called Elijah Streams I said what my wife and I listen to Elijah Streams we love Steve Schultz come on like I wow. I, I'm, I I praise the Lord uh, for you and you know I've become friends with the, half the people you you have on Amanda Grace and Mike Thompson I love Mike Thompson and some of the folks that you have on. So it's just kind of funny. Uh, and it's a blessing for me to be here.
1: Well, I, it's very kind. And of, by the way, it sounds like you got here by the skin of your teeth as the expression goes.
2: I sprinted. I am I have um, a studio downtown. I live in New York City. Uh, and uh, I I had to to leave and jump in a cab and there was all this traffic. And so I I, I sprinted the last part of the way. Praise the Lord, I'm here. Yeah.
1: Well, thank you for doing that. I'm going to, and thanks for uh, supporting Elijah Streams. That's very, I'm very honored to hear that about you. Uh, We're going to talk about the movie that you're making based on the book that you've written. But maybe before we um, jump in, let me run that clip and Emily, pull up the clip where it's mainly Charlie Kirk talking, because that provides a good background for jumping into this. So. Let's go ahead and play that.
3: They must destroy the nuclear family and they must destroy your ability to own stuff. Uh, I I believe Marxism is satanic, it's demonic. It's everything that John 10.10 tells us about where it's the enemy has come to steal and destroy and Jesus has come to give life and life more abundantly. What did Hitler do? He went after the disagreeable church. He destroyed the idea of the family and he went after people's property. And so any tyrant must do that because those three things are a threat to their power. It's totalitarianism. That's what's more important is that Marxism will always, always lead to totalitarianism, which is a smaller and smaller group of people that have more and more power. Cultural Marxism comes from Antonio Gramsci, who wrote in the letters from prison, late 1920s, early 1930s, and was adopted by Herbert Marcuse from the Frankfurt School and, and imported into America, where they said that economic Marxism wasn't enough and we need some sort of cultural dynamic, right, to assume a cultural identity. And they did it first through race, then through gender, and it's incredibly effective.
1: Well, and that, I don't know for sure, is that, is that a clip from the movie that you're producing?
2: That's, with, with Charlie. I mean, I'm the main. Uh, spokesperson in the film but we interviewed a whole bunch of people uh including my friend Charlie Kirk uh and TPUSA uh has come alongside us to launch the film the film launches in 2 days from today so February 8th and I just have to say Steve this is you know it's a funny thing because um over the years a number of people have prophesied over me that that, that the lord's going to use me prophetically and I wow. thought I don't I don't see that, really. I mean, if if the Lord delivers a word, I re- I receive it. But I think, huh, there's somebody, I don't think you've had him on the show yet, but a very dear friend of mine named Ken Fish. Uh, and he has prophesied over me. He has a healing and deliverance ministry. And he, a number of times, said that to me, Ken Fish. And when I wrote the book, Letter to the American Church, anybody familiar with me knows that I've, I've written biographies of Christian heroes. Uh, the, the biggest one is Dietrich Bonhoeffer. Uh, I wrote a book on miracles. I wrote a book. I mean, I've written a lot of different books. But when the Lord called me to write this new book, which is the title of the film, Letter to the American Church, I thought, huh, this is unlike anything I've ever done. I've never spoken to the church. Normally, I'm speaking to everybody. And mainly, it's people in the church that buy my books and share it with nonbelievers. But I've never spoken specifically to the church. And Letter to the American Church, when the Lord put it on my heart, I didn't really think of it at the time as a prophetic message, but now it's inevitable that I, I see it, you know, and, uh, you know, I'm friends with people like Amanda Grace. And I mentioned, you know, like, and that's a different kind of prophetic on some yeah. level, but prophetic is prophetic. Either the Lord is speaking or he's not. And if the Lord is speaking, it's prophetic. So the book letter of the American church, the Lord put it on my heart. and I've never experienced anything like it, where I just knew I had this burning passion. I said, I must, write this like the lord has commanded me to get out this message and you know it's a weird feeling where you just say okay lord um you know on the one hand uh it's a little frightening okay but on the other hand it's freeing because if it's the lord you're like i can't screw it up all i have to do is say lord Thy will be done speak through me speak through me guide me so i wrote the book letter to the american church and the basic message before i get into the film The basic message, some people are familiar with, I I wrote a book about Dietrich Bonhoeffer that came out over 10 years ago. Bonhoeffer, my mom, who's with us here in New York right now, she grew up in Nazi Germany. So this is my family grew up in this horrible time. And when I heard the story of Bonhoeffer, I said, wow, this is amazing. Bonhoeffer was a pastor in Germany during this time who knew that it was the job of the church speak against evil, not just to do church, not just to have our little theological holy huddles, but to be a brave voice speaking against evil, um, uh, confronting evil, not just preaching the gospel, but but loving our neighbors. When we see the Jews being persecuted, we have an obligation not to be silent. And so I wrote that book, and that book, uh, a film is coming out about Bonhoeffer in, in November. Angel Studios is a film. But it's an amazing story. And everybody, when they read the book, they kind of think, oh, if I was there with Bonhoeffer, I would have been right there with him, you know, standing up bravely. And I realized in the last few years, OK, church, you are there with Bonhoeffer right now. Are you speaking out boldly, bravely against the woke lunacy, against the transgender Madness that's mutilating children. Are you speaking uh, against open borders where where fentanyl is pouring in and destroying lives and sex trafficking? Are you speaking against election fraud if you think that there's election fraud? Are you speaking against vaccine mandates? How brave are you? Because when you read about Bonhoeffer, you think, yeah, God would have been there. And I realized that most churches are being silent. Most churches are playing the game. Some of them are already woke or half woke. But the ones that are not are still in many ways being non-confrontational and saying, well, we don't want any trouble. We don't want anybody coming after us. We don't want to get canceled. We don't want to lose our 501c3 status. In effect, they're being cowards because the Lord commands us, you know, to be a voice for the voiceless. Those who, who have no voice, we are called bravely. We believe Jesus defeated death on the cross. And if we believe that we should be bold and, and courageous. And so, the Lord put that on my heart and I and I wrote the book and I really had a, uh, a, a kind of a miraculous experience where I was going to publish it myself. And I basically said, uh, you know, I just want to get this out. The Lord has given this to me, so I'm not going to even go to my publisher. And um, something happened where I, the, my publisher said, we've got some ideas for books uh, to, for you to write. And they described the book that the Lord had put on my heart. I, I couldn't believe it. I, I couldn't believe it. Wow.
1: Uh, hey, and by the way, Eric, I got to apologize. I was going to have you do your full resume while we ran some photos. So we'll run some of those photos while keep talking, but keep, keep uh, adding in little bits and pieces of, of your resume. Cause it'll, it'll help people. My apologies. I, w- I didn't start with that. Oh,
2: don't be silly. Come on. Listen, you, wh- wh- wherever direction you want to go in, I'm honored to be here and honored to talk to the Elijah Stream's audience. I, but you know, as I was saying, I, I had a sense like i've never spoken prophetically i've never felt the lord use me that way before but i really felt that this was from him what he wanted me to write in this book letter to the american church and so for me it's about saving america because the lord has called the church we are to be the brave voices we are to be germany would not have gone down into the pit of hell if the german church had heard the lord's word and and Responded, but they kind of had the attitude that a lot of churches in America have today. Like, you know what? We don't want to get involved. We just want to do church. We don't. We don't get involved in political stuff. Yeah. And you're like, you don't. What if God calls you to get involved? Are you afraid yeah, to speak so up? Good. So I spoke at a church um in California. There are a number of heroic churches in California. You know, when it gets really bad, you see who the heroes are. So Rob McCoy, uh, Jack Hibbs, a, a lot of folks. A che On, who's a friend. Uh, yeah. They have been heroes. And so I was invited to my friend Rob McCoy's church, God Speak Up in Thousand Oaks, California. And I, and I spoke on this message and I was speaking all around the country on the message of the book, Letter to the American Church. And two women in the church who are Hollywood veterans, born again believers said, this needs to be a film. And I thought it hadn't even flicked through my mind as a, as a concept uh, that it could be a, a film, but they, they were serious, and they made the film. I didn't have much to do. I mean, I'm the voice. They filmed me. I'm speaking, and they adapted my book, and then they interviewed all these wonderful people. But they made the film, and it's a great film. I can't take any credit because I didn't make the film. I just wrote the book. But it's "Letter of the American Church." It comes out two days from now, and I just want to say, uh, I, I I just beg people to help launch this because I really believe this is the Lord's word. To his church and that it's the Lord's will that we not lose America and but if the church is not the church if the church doesn't stand bravely and understand that God is calling us to this we will the Lord will not force us to do the right thing he will you know he, he speaks and then he lets us do what we want to do and I know that the church in Germany missed it and so the story of Bonhoeffer the nightmare of what happened to Germany because of the inability of the church to, to respond to what God is saying. That's an example to us. That's a chilling yeah. example. And I really I was gonna, gave me I was going
1: to comment on this. Oh, excuse me. You know, I have a little delay. So my apologies for interrupting. Uh, you talked about the uh, heroic uh, pastors in California, which is very good to hear because I know Cheon, but I don't know all the other pastors. So yeah. that's good to know. And it's not published. Who these heroes are? What, what I wanted to say was Robin, Early on, Robin Bullock had told me, because we had someone show up at our property, and I won't go into it, but it was clear that they did something physical, and it was very unusual. And it was, you know, they re-engineered the gate so we couldn't get out. They just suddenly took it apart and re-engineered it. This is like early on in 2021, and and Robin said, Steve, they're sending you a message. I mean, we're out here uh, in the country, so, you know, a little bit alone and it was a little bit frightening, but then we were talking about that. And he goes, Steve, these are the times, these are the times when heroes are made. And he said, if if this was the Revolutionary War, you either won or you're hanged. And he says, so we got to win. I'm going, oh, man. I mean, my sons-in-laws are both gun-toting, practicing you know that i i which yeah, i'm I mean, all i for. tell you
2: it's funny you bring that up because yeah. i now by the way i just noticed that the, the website is not the right website it should just be my name eric metaxas.com just okay. thought i'd jump in since i do a radio show i know how these yeah, go, go yeah go but for my, it. my website is eric if people can spell eric metaxas but i was just going to say what you just said and what robin bullock said i had the privilege to meet robin uh, bullock um and I say it in my new book, the one that, the sequel to Letters to the American Church, which is coming out in April, it's called Religionless Christianity, God's Answer to Evil. And that's taken a page out of Bonhoeffer because he talks about real faith, that's not dead religion, right? We're not right. just being, you know. Uh, but the reason I'm bringing it up, what you just said, at the end of the book, when people say, where are we in America right now? Are we gonna win, w- what's happening? You know, it doesn't look good. And I said, if you went to George Washington, in 1776 and you said hey george how's it going he would say it's not going well it's going very poorly but but if the lord be with us if providence be with us in this cause of liberty and we fight on with everything we have he may give us the victory and so we fight on and we look to him and that's where we are right now in america and if people aren't participating in this if they're sitting on the sidelines Folks, you're going to miss out. This is God's yeah. magnificent opportunity mm-hmm. in America. We we don't get this every day. Ten years ago, twenty years ago, we were kind of drifting along. The Lord has awakened His church, His yeah. remnant church, and I believe, you know, he, he, He's spoken through uh, Dutch Sheets and so many others that it is His will that America be saved. But the church has to be the church. So when I wrote the book letter to the American church. I was just doing it out of obedience. I had no idea. But my sense is that the Lord put this on my heart in part um, to wake up those who could still be awakened, those who are kind of sitting on the fence thinking, oh, I don't know, is it biblical for me to get political or is it biblical? And I, I make the case that, yes, by the grace of God, he calls us to bring our faith into every sphere, political, yeah. down the line, you name it, not to shrink from that. And the Marxist left is already doing that. So the idea that the church would just sit back and let it happen, that's not the Lord's will. And that's bad theology. You know, yeah. if it was biblical, I'd say, OK, that's the story. But it's not biblical.
1: How would you, if, if you're going to rate it, you know, just subjectively, the awakeness of the church, let's say right now, compared to, let's just say three years ago. But when this thing all blew up and the election was stolen, and I assume you believe the election was stolen yourself. And
2: I have I, no but, doubt it was stolen. So yeah, how does the
1: awakeness of the body of Christ compared to three, three or four years ago? And how much further do we have to go uh, to make this thing, you know, to win in
2: this? Well, I think um, w- what I have been sensing is that uh, every day, because things are so bad, yeah. getting worse, more people are waking up. People yeah. who, three years ago wouldn't be caught dead thinking of themselves as political or thinking of themselves as, yeah, I might vote for Trump. They are just looking around every day and thinking, you know what? I had no idea of the evil that has been unleashed. I had no idea that the Democratic Party, that's not the party of Tip, ne- Tip O'Neill. It's not the party of, you know, Gary Hart or, right. or you name it or, or Bill Clinton. It is the part of, it, it, is, it, it is now the party of Marxist atheist leftist madness it is it has opened the door to evil in a way that we've never seen before and how many of us know that tons and tons of republicans are just as evil they have they don't care about fighting for what is right and true no. and, good, and they're just kind of they just want to stay in power and so we're seeing it everywhere we look so my sense is that the horror you know Romans 8:28 the lord is using it for his purposes to wake up more and more and more people.
0: Like what you're hearing? Help us continue to make Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Head to slash give. Now back to the show.
2: And it's almost like every time you turn around, there's something else. So, what happened October 7th in Israel, tons of people woke up as a result of that. They couldn't believe that, you mean in, in these elite universities, they're, they're, uh, you know, chanting for the death of Israel, the death of Jews, or whatever. people that would never have woken up are waking up. So my sense is that every day more are joining the team, so to speak, more people yeah. are becoming part of God's remnant. And I also should say, Steve, that you know my my sense is that this will continue because we don't need, uh, in, in in my book, Letter to the American Church, and in the film, Letter to the American Church, which I think I said the website is lettertotheamericanchurch.com. I hope everyone will go. Yeah, very Everything is there. But what I say, and I discovered this writing the book, Letter to the American Church, that in Germany in the early 30s, um, a number of pastors were waking up and saying, we've got to do something. The Nazis are trying to take over the church. They're trying to bring their satanic doctrine into the church. And of course, you know, Satan comes as an angel of light, he doesn't advertise I'm evil. he says, oh no it's uh you know I'm against racism i'm uh I want to yeah. help in class. You say whatever you need to say to lull people to sleep so that they just go along with it and so in Nazi Germany, a number of pastors said we need to take a stand, so they took a stand, they wrote something called the Barman Declaration, and they took a stand, so maybe there were about eighteen thousand Lutheran pastors because Germany's largely Lutheran, about eighteen thousand. Um, Lutheran pastors, maybe 6,000 signed the Barman Declaration because it was kind of a brave thing to do. Um, a couple of years later, say 1935, the Nazis had gained more power. Only 3,000 of the 18,000 were standing strong, willing uh, to risk everything, to risk their jobs, maybe their lives. 3,000 of the 18,000 pastors. On the other end of the spectrum, There were maybe 3,000 completely in bed with the Nazis, totally pro Hitler. So it would be kind of like a woke church today, a church that's 100% woke. You don't even, you know, you can't even take them seriously because they're nuts, right? But here's the key. This is the key. In the middle of the 3,000 here and the 3,000 heroes were 12,000 pastors who refused to choose, who said, we're just going to stay here in this neutral ground, stick our necks out. And it is my sense that. If a fraction of those 12,000 who called themselves neutral, if a fraction of them would have spoken up, maybe 3,000, 4,000, it wouldn't need to be all of them. But if a number of them had said, you know what? We missed it. We need to join the 3,000 heroes. We need to stand with them. That would have been enough. And that's my sense when you say, where where are we in America? We just need enough. There will always be cowards. There will always be in the Revolutionary War. We forget. Many people sided, the Tories sided with the crown. They were not siding with George Washington. And how many didn't side with anyone? They just said, you know what, I'm not going to risk my life. I'm just going to sit here. I'm going to see which way the wind blows. I I don't want to be caught, you know, sticking my neck out. So the question is, how many heroes will the Lord raise up in this season? And it's part of my message is one person can tip. The scales one yeah. person you who are listening you could be the one to tip the scales because it is not going to be everybody but will it be you will you yeah. understand what the lord is saying and will you be the one and i'm so i'm optimistic but we're in a war so yeah. we're going to take casualties we're going to take hits praise the lord the lord is with us the battle belongs to him and so i'm i'm encouraged again One of the reasons I'm encouraged is because I know the Lord called me to write this book. It wasn't my idea. It wasn't a career move. I got a great idea for a book and the Lord decided to make this film because it was not my idea. These women approached me and I got to say it, they made a great film. This is not just some film. They did a great job. There's a number of people that are interviewed uh, in it. Again, I'm the, I'm the main voice, but we interview a bunch of people and it is so beautifully done that um, I think it, the Lord is going to use it to wake up a holy remnant. So I'm I'm, I'm very hopeful. I just hope people, I got to say, churches can sign up for free screenings. So this gets me really excited because, of course, we want to make our money back and people yeah. can sign up at epictv.com. Actually, if they go just to lettertotheamericanchurch.com, all the info is there. But we're hoping that churches will sign up for free screenings. We already have about 100 churches doing free screenings. This is about waking up the church. That's what this is about.
1: Well, you know, let's go. To, we we do have that trailer for that. Let's do that. And then I uh, bring when when you come back, I'm going to ask you a few other questions about the whole J6 thing. I know you talk about that a lot, uh, but let's go ahead and run that uh, trailer from that, mo- for that movie. So here we go.
2: I'm convinced that the American church has arrived
3: at a significant moment of truth. We are only 75, 80 years removed from three separate regimes that killed 60 to 70 million people intentionally.
2: The parallels with where the American church is now to where the German church stood in the face of the Nazi regime are unavoidable
3: and grim. churches need to understand really what marxism is which is to destroy the church to destroy the word of god so if you capture the seminaries you capture the pastors you capture the laity you capture the soul of the world
2: christianity is not just about saying jesus loves you and then going to heaven one day but that there's a war that's raging
3: the church is weakening which is why marxism is ascendant in america today This is the
2: hour of the American church. You know,
1: it took me a long time. I'm 68 years old and it took me up until about the last 10 years, maybe to be able to say we're in a war. This is actually a war. And then the last three or four years, it's like, you're either going to fight or you're going to go back to sleep. But there doesn't seem to be an an in-between to me. It's like, you're either going to join the fight, you know, and I mentioned people that, that would in their minds, they'd be willing to fight a civil war. You know, if you want to, if you think you're brave enough to fight a civil war, open your mouth and speak out, that'll, you know, the pen and the voice is mightier than the sword, you know?
2: Well, I mean, it's one of the reasons I love Elijah's streams because, you know, there are a lot of Christians that are not on this page. There are a lot of Christians that think, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to get involved. And I think, hey, God's going to judge you. God, you should be scared. You better get this right. God's going to judge you. He's calling you to participate. And you're saying, man, I'll take a pass. Well, that's not biblical. And a lot of people are deluded. And in the in the book letter of the American church, I talk about how people in Germany and today, they'll point to Romans 13 and say, oh, it says we're not supposed to, whatever the government says, not quite. You know, there's the book of Esther is also in the Bible. You're supposed to stand against evil. and. Yeah. We've been so comfortable in America, we kind of act like, well, I don't have to do that. They do that in other countries. You can get your head chopped off in other countries. Here, I just need to go to church and believe some stuff and I'm saved. It's like, well, no, the Lord has given us the privilege of living in the greatest country in the history of the world, the freest country, so that we will use our voice for God's purposes, not so that we will be silent and self-censor, which so many churches are doing. Uh, And I say to people, you know, if you're going to a church that's not in this war, get out. Go to another church. Don't go, don't give your it's tithe and your time to a church that is participating with evil. They pretend like, no, 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 we're sitting on the fence. We're not choosing. Well, I've I've come to a place where I say the devil owns the fence. You 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 think oh, wow. you're safe, yeah. you're not safe, you're fooled. And there were many German churches. How many Germans were going to churches? They were basically looking the other way. This is nightmare happening, Jews are being taken away, evil is happening and they say well we're just going to do church and you think wow we, you want a picture of religiosity that is a stench in god's nostrils really you want to do church you just want to sing praise uh and and you're not going to do what god has called you to do you're not going to speak up for the jews what kind of dead gospel do you think uh you're you're preaching in your church what 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 kind of faith do you have and i really think that there are a lot of churches in america today they're doing that. And they kind of think, well, we just, we don't do that politics. And you think it's not politics. It's the Lord's will. And people are shutting you down by calling you Christian nationalists or whatever. And, you, and you're letting yeah. that silence you. That's, that's yeah. pretty, pretty sad.
1: You know, the, the whole thing about child trafficking, which I was absolutely clueless. I knew there was trafficking. Oh, maybe I knew that I'd even been told that on our corridor that goes almost right by our house uh the the i-5 corridor close to oregon was one of the main corridors for ch- child trafficking. i had no idea but d- talk about this i'm going to throw this in with a twist all of this trafficking including now i'm understanding about tunnels where children are trafficked in tunnels and all of that stuff human trafficking and children trafficking and even occultic children uh, even down to this child sacrifice all that kind of stuff and people would say I don't want to talk about that or get involved because then you're going to want me to talk about President Trump. Talk about that for a
2: minute. Doesn't that say it all? Listen, um, this is is an extraordinary time in American history. Absolutely extraordinary. People say like, oh, every, every time is the same. No, 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 no. There was a day that Jesus came into the world. There was a day that he was crucified. There was a day that the Red Sea was parted. The Lord works through time and through history. We are living in a time right now which is an extraordinary time. And we are involved in a test, a trial, just as the German church was involved in a trial in the early thirties, they failed. They failed to speak up. Why? For exactly the same reason Christians are giving today. Oh, I don't want any trouble. I just want to keep my job. Uh, I don't want my neighbors looking at me funny. Oh, I don't want to be thrown into a concentration camp. What you're proving is you have no faith because if you have faith, You will live out your faith and the title of the book is letter to the american church but it was going to be faith without works is dead because that's kind of what the lord put on my heart that the sin of the american church today largely speaking kind of like the german church in the 30s that we've so focused on quote unquote faith that we've misunderstood the meaning of the word and we kind of think oh i just need to have some intellectual uh, beliefs. I believe I'm saved because I I have this faith that Jesus rose from the dead, blah, 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 blah. It's like, no, no, no. If you believe those things, if you actually believe those things, you will live differently. You will live fearlessly. You will live yeah. out. So the Lord can see, do you really have faith? or Are you just claiming you have faith? Mm. So to me, that is the horror is that you have so many Christians convinced that I'm saved and I'm I'm just, I just need to think about these theological things. It's like, no, no, no. If you're familiar with the Bible, it's almost bad to be familiar with the Bible if you're not living the Bible, right? Like better yeah. that you don't know it than that you know it. You go to Bible studies and then you don't live it. And and to me, this is a moment, a testing time for the American church right now. Yeah. And the Lord's will is that we rise to the occasion and that we speak against evil. And And I believe, you know, he really does want to give us the victory but it's up to people in churches. If you're going to one of those churches, like a German church in the thirties, they're saying, well, you know what? We're just not gonna get involved. I really believe the Lord has already cursed those churches the way he cursed the fig tree.
1: I mean, yeah, it's like, uh, if, you don't, if you don't wake up, I'll, he says, I'll come and remove your lampstand. And I think some churches are just suddenly dwindling down to nothing. Definitely. And it's obvious that God has come in, the angel of that church went in and plucked up the, the lampstand. Put the lights out. However, you would see it, uh, and it's done. Even though people are still meeting there in smaller numbers, but talk. Let's talk a little bit about J six because I know you've you've talked about it. I've looked at some of the research you're doing, and I mean that's sort of like a dividing line. But um, talk about some of the things. Like I saw something that was brought out in a discussion. where where you were saying even the people that attended didn't even know they weren't even supposed to be on the steps of the Capitol building? Talk about some of that stuff.
2: Well, look, I mean, most of your audience knows that it it was a satanic setup. And I say satanic, because it's a level of cynicism and wickedness that most of us could not comprehend happening in America. This is the key. We've lived in a country where this stuff was not possible. So when it happens, the most natural thing is to say it, it couldn't have happened. This is America. Uh, they, they, they couldn't be, uh, you know, g- giving us vaccines that could be harming us. They, would, they don't do that. I mean, maybe yeah. people make mistakes, but, but they couldn't. So it's been, this is why I say people are waking up every day, because it's hard for most of us to process the evil. Most of us just say, look, I, I, maybe I don't agree on this and this and this, but I'm not going to go there. What happened on J6, I have a dear friend, John Strand, who is in solitary confinement. He was there to say he did nothing. He did absolutely nothing. But because he wouldn't take this devil's plea bargain, they threw the book at him. And, And I just want to say, this is evil. And folks, if you want to look the other way, God will hold you responsible. We're supposed to be a voice for those who are suffering, who are struggling. We're supposed to speak up. And do do our part um, to help them. And tons of people, tons of Christians, tons of conservatives are saying, "Well, I, I just want to go there. I'm not going to get to the J6 stuff." You know, I'm, I'm. And I think, well, you know, that's between you and God. But I'll tell you right now, um, if you dare to look, you're going to see it is disturbing. And and we're supposed to speak up. We're supposed to do everything we can. And again, that's part of "Letter to the American Church," the the, the film and the book. Is to say biblically, this is what the Lord requires of us. This is not extra credit Christianity. This is Christianity. Um, in the in the um, last last page of the of, of of the Bible, it talks about who's going to be thrown into the Lake of Fire: the cowardly. So it doesn't. Yeah, seem- you know
1: that's a fascinating thing. That's I've always had a little struggle with that scripture, but it's there. So I don't have the struggle with the fact that God knows what He wanted there. But it, it was the people that were in the Lake of Fire included. The cowardly, and yeah, this is what you're talking about, right? That's a huge revelation. Well, I just, Lord, I didn't want to say anything. Uh, You know, I won't tell anybody I was there because I don't want them to, you know, and maybe if I had been there and got out of there, maybe I wouldn't say that I had been there. I wasn't there, but you know what? I was trying to get there. I was trying to get on. I kept hearing Mike Lindell had these buses and he was going to give people a free ride into the city. I didn't care about the free. I just needed to know how to get in there. But god didn't open the door for me to go but i and i was very disappointed i wanted to be there
2: okay well listen mike lindell is a very dear friend He's a sponsor on my radio program and i gotta say there are people that are willing to stick their necks out mike lindell yeah. and a number of other folks and there are a lot of people that just say mm, i don't want to be associated with the weirdos well i gotta tell you folks god is a judge and you want to play that game of respectability Yeah, Um, that's Jesus is not with the respectable. Uh, And so I think that, you know, the the Biden administration has demonized middle middle America and the people who voted for Trump and to try to paint them as racist. And I think part of it for me was that, you know, my dad just passed uh, a a few weeks ago, 96 years old. My mom is 89. And I got to say that, you know, when the left and the and the mainstream media started demonizing people like my mom and dad and saying, oh, they voted for Trump, they must be racist. I thought, you know what? It's it's game over for me. I'm not going to play the game anymore. I mean, I had the privilege to go to Yale University and to be in these elite circles, but I've now come to a place where I have utter disdain for these elite circles. I don't want to associate with them. I want to be with God's people. I want to be with the people who work hard and her, you know, And and I think that's why so many people love Donald Trump, they they see that he actually seems to care about the working man, yeah. about the people yeah. that are struggling. And the left, all they can do, the cultural elites, is to demonize um, the middle America as being racist, whatever name, Christian national. Whatever. And I thought to myself, wow, now is the time to stand. And, and listen, uh, 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 magazines like Christianity Today has gone over to the dark side. I mean, it is absolutely... Uh, left word. And yeah, so we're yeah, in a is. season of sifting and choo- you have to choose. And, and I, by the grace of God alone, uh, I choose yeah. to yeah. stand with him. And you know what? We believe Jesus defeated death on the cross. Guess what? He did. So we're not supposed to have any fear. We're supposed to walk with the Lord and he'll provide whatever he wants to provide for us in his way, whether it's my job or my safety or whatever it is. And I really think so. It's an exciting time, yeah. but I, I do, um, I, I do say that there are many that are not they're, they're not ready to stand. And I guess part of the reason we wanted to do the the free screenings, you know, again yeah. if people go to letteroftheamericanchurch.com, you can sign up your church for a free screening, is we want to get the word out because I believe that there are people that they simply haven't heard this yet, they simply haven't, you know, thought about it. And I want to say, uh, you know, if you call yourself a Christian, God is speaking to you. This is not for the others. This is this is for every single one of us just as those in the German church when it was too late and they recognized like, what have we done? We could have said something. We said nothing. So, so many died because of that. Uh, Let me, uh,
1: let me ask a couple more questions about, um, I believe or it's easy for me to believe that Mike Pence had a high calling that was from God and then J6 happened and he chickened out or he,
2: he blew it. I don't, I don't know his heart, but I'll tell you right now that this is like, you know, there comes a moment when God is calling you to do the heroic thing. And a lot of times yeah. the heroic thing is the risky thing. It looks a little crazy even.
0: Help Elijah Streams continue to reach people around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Visit ElijahStreams.com slash give and become a partner today.
2: I mean, uh, Lincoln did it. Uh, George Washington did it. Churchill did it. You do the thing that a lot of people are like, oh, I don't know. Well, God's not going to force you to do that. Uh, that, that is, uh, you know, it's a test and you're the vice president of the United States. But I'll tell you something, what he did, as bad as it was, what makes it worse to me was when he then jumped on the bandwagon to say that Donald Trump was asking me to choose between him and the Constitution. Ladies and gentlemen, that's a lie. That's a lie. So if you had a different interpretation and, you know, you didn't do what you could have done on January 6th, that's bad. But to then adopt this false narrative and say that Donald Trump was asking me to go against the Constitution, that is baloney. And we, we, need, to, we need to say it. That's absolute nonsense. And, and I really do feel that, you know, um, there are people, and again, this is part of the season that we're in, right? You're seeing pastors, politicians, you're kind of seeing who they really are. Now, can they repent? Sure. Um, you know, I was friends with with Mike Pence and so many other people. I don't believe that they're evil. I just believe that that they that they got this wrong. And you know, the, where they are with the Lord, that's that's on them. But the point is that there is an opportunity to repent. And when somebody says, "You know what? I got it wrong. I repent," the Lord will be right there. And so there are yeah. tons of people, never Trumpers, Republicans, friends of mine, and I just say, "You know what? I." I I pray that the Lord would reach them and that they would finally see the level of evil that is happening, that at some point before it's too late, that they would say, you know what, I got to do it." What do do you
1: say about uh, Speaker of the House? Is it Mike Johnson? I hardly have his name memorized and he's already blown it.
2: Yeah, no, he's not exactly the hero we were hoping for and I don't know what's going to happen with him. But again, this is kind of my, my new book, which is the sequel to Letter to the American Church, Religionless Christianity. I talk about this idea of, Christian religiosity, which of course, Jesus thundered against this religiosity, how it's a substitute. It's a satanic counterfeit of the real thing of truth. Uh, And, and you realize how Jesus thundered against religiosity that, you know, the scripture backwards and forwards, and you know, the rituals, you know, everything except the Lord who is behind them. And you don't do his will. And when he sends his son, you kill his son. I mean, that's the spirit of religiosity, well, you know, he he's keep, in the church than outside the church, right? Yeah. And he
1: uh, now back to Mike a little bit. Didn't he promise to release the January 6th tape so that we could see what really happened?
2: That's yeah. That's one of the things that he doesn't seem to have uh, done. It's, I mean, he's
1: offering prayer and he's going to the chapel and he's doing this and then he makes promises. Well, see, there. that's the thing, yeah.
2: Steve. I'm I'm at a point now almost where I want to hang out with good pagans before I want to hang out with hypocritical Christians, because yeah. how yeah. many patriots do we know? I don't know exactly where the theology is, but they know what evil is and they yeah. know what courage is. And I really believe that's part of the revival that is going to come. And the reformation that's going to come is that these people, um, they are God fearers. They don't you know, they don't know the theology. They don't yeah. they don't have quiet times, but they They see evil and they know that somehow it's my duty to stand against evil. And so why do I care if George W. Bush is an evangelical Christian or Speaker Johnson is an evangelical Christian if they don't live out their faith? I
1: mean, that's that's a mouthful. Why do
2: I care that they're a Christian? I hope they're in heaven, but I don't really they're not in the foxhole with me right now. That's for sure.
1: Well, profound stuff. I mean, this is really good. I mean, we could talk for a while, but uh, let's go ahead now. Uh, uh, let me ask you about the movie. Are are they asking for people to support it financially somehow? Yes. yes. And, and well, is that part of when they go to that link? Does it offer them that?
2: Yes. I mean, it's, it's there. Listen, I want everyone to see it who can see it. And so that's yeah. why we've made it available free to churches. So churches okay. can screen it for free. You can sign up for a free screening. And by the way, if you going to church that's not interested in a free screening i want to know why you are interested in going to that church because this is absolutely free and it's a wake-up call but yes we need uh people to support it financially you know we actually uh need that um if you believe in the message if you've seen the film you know we we need your help right because we're not in this for the money we just want to okay and i
1: see the low give send go below that's the first time i've seen that link so you can go give send go and donate to we're going to do that after this is after this uh, is done airing, we're going to go ahead and donate to that I, now that I see the link, because they Thank go you. straight to that, even without if you, if you say, I don't know how I'm going to watch the movie because I'm gone on a trip. But during that time, you can go to give, send, go slash letter to the American church and give generously. We are going to do that. So
2: uh, and you have course- any idea
1: how oh. far along they are on their budget at all, it People- may not make that
2: well, we're we're not close to making back the money that we spent. Let me okay. be honest with you. So that's why, you know, we hope people will support it. We also hope people will go uh to the link. Epic TV uh is is going to be screening it. And I think it's like four ninety-nine uh or if you're not a subscriber, nine ninety nine or something like that. So if your church is not doing a screening, please uh, you know, pay the five or ten dollars and do do a do, do a, uh, a watch party in your house, you know, bring your, your home church or your home group or, or your family or whatever it is. But, um, you know, we want everyone to see this. The DVDs, I think, went on sale today if people want to buy a DVD. Oh, okay, good. But it is just, listen, I just believe this is the Lord's hand in history. Uh, again, this none of this was my idea. Uh, I just believe this is the Lord. And you know what? I was at, a, at an event. Hank Kuhneman prophesied over this book. He didn't know me at all. This before he even knew me or what I was doing. And he prophesied. And it was one of those prophecies where you just go, Whoa, like this (laughs) Lord speaking right now. Yeah. And uh, and I yeah, I was doing a flashpoint thing. And then on the stage, he he prophesied again. And my wife and I watched this just a couple of months ago. This this was like from a year ago. The book wasn't even nearly out. He prophesied, he says, and people are gonna watch this on a lot of screens. And I thought, what? This is a book. This is before anybody had the idea. To really? Wow. And so my wife and I, when we saw that, we were like, that's a confirmation that this was the Lord's will all along. And I really do believe that um, this is the Lord. I, I, I just say, if it's not the Lord, I don't want anything to do with it. But I believe yeah. this is the Lord speaking in America to his church now yeah. for his purposes. And if the church will awaken, it's a different world. And you know that.
1: Let me ask you one last question and that is you've talked a lot and I absolutely wholeheartedly agree with you that you know God's gonna judge us that just sit on the that don't sit on our hands, that don't take a stand, whatever. Talk to the average person that says, I see I hear you, Eric, I hear you, Steve. I don't wanna be neutral, but okay, what do I do right now? I'm just a housewife, I just have a job. What do you want me to do or go do or stop doing?
2: Well, first of all, um, at the website, lettertotheamericanchurch.com, there is a list of things you can do. So again, it's it's lettertotheamericanchurch.com. There's a list of things you can do. And I always feel, you know, I've written these biographies about these great heroes and people always say, well, I'm no Bonhoeffer. I'm no Wilberforce, you know, and I think, no, you're not. The Lord doesn't want you to be. The Lord wants you to be who he created you to be. And each of us has a part. Some of it some of us may have a really small part, but it doesn't yeah. matter. Whatever the Lord has given you to do. So you say, Lord, lead me. Lord, show me. Sometimes just posting stuff on social media. Um, I say to good. people, uh, you know, you could support this film. You could you could have a home group where you read the book and we have a study guide. And you can just, you know, in your own circle, uh, kind of go through this and, and, and get a few people to see, like, this is biblical. This is not just some, like, you know, weird uh, Christian idea. This is for everybody. This is what the scripture says. And so I, I kind of feel like whatever part the Lord calls you to do, it doesn't matter. Nobody should feel guilty. You should just say, Lord, here I am. Send me whatever you have for me to do. And 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 some people can do a lot. Some people can't do a lot. And, uh, you know, I have a, a daily radio show. Um, I got a show on TBN. You know, I, I have a voice. It's pretty limited compared to some other voices, but I'm going to use my voice. Some people don't have that. Whatever voice the Lord's given you in your family, in your community, in your church, I mean, in your church is huge because there's so many churches. They need people in that church to say, we want this. We want to go in this direction. Uh, And they can influence that church. And if you're going to a church that's not interested in that, the first thing you can do and people say, what can I do? Get out of that church.
1: That's so good. not
2: go to a church. That where judgment is already there because there are people who went to those churches in Germany in the '30s. Let me tell you, they spent decades hanging their heads in shame.
1: Yeah,
2: they worshiped. You know, I gotta, didn't
1: uh, speak out. Johnny Enlow and I have talked about this. Uh, this one issue you'll probably recognize this. Someone would say, "You just told me to go to to leave that church, but God hasn't released me from that church." And I'm saying, "Oh, really?" And Johnny Enlow would say, "Oh, really? What yeah. what is it that you need to know?" That's like yeah, saying God okay. has rel-
2: relieved me from re- released me from my adulterous relationship. Uh, you, <laughs> you don't think so? You need a word from God? I think you don't. You don't need to. You don't need a specific word. Uh, yeah. God has given us free will and He's given us a heart to to obey Him. And so I think that. that but yeah, it's funny people say stuff like
1: that. It God. is the, Oh, it's really really calm now. For your radio show, do they go to EricMetaxas or where do they go?
2: Well, um, I'm all over the internet. It's kind of okay. complicated. So okay. so yes, my radio show. Um people can find that at metaxis.talk.com which was up earlier. I'm on stage there. It is over there. So you look at what a crackerjack staff you got. I know, aren't they I amazing? Want I want to hire those people. So <laughs> basically, um, my radio show is metaxistalk.com. I do uh kind of an apologetics, it's more like a PBS interview thing called Socrates in the City which is, it's kind of pre-evangelistic more than anything, but uh, we do different events. Again, that's just called Socrates in the city. Uh, we've launched a streaming platform, uh, which is called Socrates plus people can find it, Socrates in the city, but, you know, I'm doing a lot of different things. The Lord created me, you know, in in, in a way that I'm all all over the map, you know, sometimes I'm, I'm, I'm Mr. Jokester. Sometimes I'm deadly serious. And like, I just think whatever the Lord has for me. Um, but I've, you know, I've, I've written a lot of books, and, and I do radio and TV, and I just feel like you know, we just want to be every single one of us where the Lord has us today. And so, I am. Uh, I, I I do much of what I do, you know, in a sense to equip the church. That all my books and all this stuff and the radio program is just to help people kind of get a handle on what is happening, how how what how should I respond to it and stuff. So yeah, I'm all over the place. People can sign up for my newsletter at my website, arbutex.com, because I have. All the people that I interview every week—it's a real wide variety. Well, yeah, I
1: saw you. Uh, I was checking in a few weeks ago, and I said, "Well, who's the interviewing?" I saw you had a great interview with Patricia Heaton, and I was listening to that, and it wasn't—it wasn't, it wasn't uh, that particular one was just kind of interesting in her life and stuff. I don't—I mm-hmm. didn't listen to the whole thing, but there there must be shows that you don't go deep.
2: Well, that's the point. No, no, yeah. and that's—and I really believe that's God's design in my life. Is that a lot of times somebody might just listen to my show. You know, I'm I'm in New York. My show airs in New York, so some cab driver or somebody could just be listening to it. Is not a believer, not a conservative, but they would hear me interviewing. You know, who knows? I'm, I've yeah. interviewed Pat Boone many times. I've interviewed all kinds of people: some Christians, some non-Christian. I really like to mix it up. I interview Hollywood people. I interview. You know, it's at Socrates in the City. I interviewed Charlie Duke. He walked on the moon uh, in 1972. Uh really? he 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 was um an Apollo sixteen astronaut. I interviewed him at Socrates in the city. People can watch it on the YouTube channel, but it's one of the most amazing stories you will ever hear. And then at the end, he talks about what happened when he came back from the moon. Life had no meaning, and Jesus to his life, and he becomes the most profound evangelist. He and his wife, they've now been married 60 years. They are the most extraordinary evangelists. But the first hour of the 75 minute conversation, we're just talking about, you know, he was involved with Apollo 11 and, you know, I'm strong. And then he goes to the moon and Apollo we're talking about all this different stuff. So, you know, I'm sure there are people listening and listening, listening, and then suddenly Jesus comes
3: up. Wow. So some of
2: my stuff is like that, where I get to interview people about really exciting stuff. And sometimes Jesus sneaks in and sometimes not, but I just feel like whatever the Lord has here, I am.
1: Well, you're a perfect example. I mean, perfect example of using, you know, God speaks to Moses and said, what is that in your hand? It was a rod. Whatever's in your hand and you are using it, par excellence, man. You're the man with 10 talents who's, who God says, give him 10 more. He, he'll he just use those and multiply that. So well done, Eric. I'm proud of you, man. That's really uh, very impressive.
2: I, so I that- mean, I've got an amazing resume and now, I've been on Elijah's streams. Like this is serious. (laughs) Now you've
1: reached the the pinnacle. Well, (laughs) listen, this
2: this is a special thing for me. I'm not blowing smoke. I I just have uh, loved what you do here. So thank you. Uh,
1: Well, God bless you. I appreciate it very much. very honored to have you on. Thanks for taking the time to do that. Maybe we'll get you back here before long. So thanks so much. Uh, Keep up the good work. And a quick reminder, Kat Kerr will be with us tomorrow, folks, at 11. So don't miss that. All right, everybody, have a great day. Thanks again, Eric. We'll see you later. Thank you. Bye bye.
0: This has been Elijah Streams. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can listen to the Elijah Streams podcast at elijahstreams.com on Apple, Google, and Spotify. Join us live every weekday at 11 a.m. Pacific time at ElijahStreams.com on Rumble and Facebook. Elijah Streams is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to
3: ElijahStreams.com give to become a partner today.